You are now listening to Rest Days. Before we dive into this week's episode, it's important for us to note that some of the topics we cover could be triggering. Listener discretion is advised. Hello and welcome back to Rest Days. Today we are going to be talking shit and I'm here with one of my most regular (laughs) co-hosts, super regular co-host, Maria Perry. (laughs) I'm here and I am regular. (laughs) I'm Lauren Lavelle and we just really, we just really wanted to talk some shit today so I think we should get into it. Yeah, I'm ready. I'm pumped. And we wouldn't be doing this without a relevant clickbait. Lauren, you're up. Um, My clickbait is once again a clickbait that I was, I fell for and I could not be more grateful. Most of you know, because I won't be quiet about it, but I am very much a bidet user. I'm into it. I, yeah, when we bought our house that was like the first thing that i wanted for our house because i thought it was going to be i thought it was going to be more extensive to like hook up than it was but it wasn't we have a classic tushy bidet that is on we have one on both of our so one on the top toilet one on the basement toilet like we do not play there is not a toilet in our house without a bidet on it um and yeah like i didn't grow up in a bidet household i didn't grow up like using um a a poop ottoman if you will something to prop my feet on but now i'm doing both of that and i highly recommend it to anyone over just using toilet paper i just i i'm maybe i was clickbaited into (laughs) using a bidet or maybe i don't know maybe they really are that girl but in the United States, we don't use a lot of... We don't. We're not bidet people here, and I'm really trying to just... This is my ministry now. <laughs> I It needs to be someone's ministry, because we have a... There is actually a condition specific to Americans that are incessant wipers. They're trying to get, like, that perfectly clean wipe, and they are excessively wiping and causing irritation yeah, and dryness. Yeah, you get a yes. And what we really need is the hookup. I have gone to the bathroom in both toilets at Lauren's house, and the tushies are immaculate. I'm always so grateful to be in someone's house with one. And the squatty potty. You also have yeah. a squatty potty. Yeah, it's actually an. It's like actually a tushy ottoman. Um, oh, is that tushy, what it's, it's called? T- tushy brand ottoman. Excuse yeah, me. I liked. I liked it because it was a little bit more ergonomic and a little uh, a little cuter and a little smaller, mm. less angular than a squatty potty. The classic squatty potty is great. Uh, I feel like I would be stubbing my toe and hitting my shin on it all the yes. time. Yes. This is a little bit more rounded, so you're not doing that as much. Very nice. Um, well, I appreciate you being clickbaited because it has benefited me immensely when I visit you. Just like knowing it's there. So, and all of your guests can have happy butts. I'm just telling you, you know, I just really feel like we got to clean our butts more. <laughs> yes, more and also just efficiently. Because, yeah. you know. Just blast it. it. 
Just blast it <laughs> Put it on full blast and let it happen. That let that hose do its job. You know what I'm saying? You won't regret it. You no. won't regret it. <laughs> well, are you ready for a vintage clickbait? Yes, yes. Great. I mean, we're talking we're talking about poop here, so the fact that there's like there's so much clickbait. I'm ready. Oh, endless. And it's been for endless time. It's an eternal thing. As long as we are pooping, there will be poop clickbait. And I'm hoping we continue pooping because then we would die if we didn't. But then again, you know, it's 2023. I'm not sure how much time we have. So let her rip. Here is a vintage clickbait for you. I wish I could pull the recording. Where did you first hear something that was clickbaity that wasn't on television? What mode of communication? Maybe like uh, the radio? Yes. Okay. So this clickbait is specific to radio stations. And it is an advertisement for the toxic sludge that is sitting in your body. Have you have you ever heard of this? Yes. Okay. Yes, I have. So, okay. So it will play on certain radio stations multiple times a day. It has been playing for 30 years because I've been hearing it since I was five years old. And it is this concept that we are all carrying... 20 to 30 pounds pounds of toxic sludge that a specific solution in a bottle, you take it, it's a pill, whatever it is. It's called Drano. (laughs) It's, it's, It's not a good idea. And it evacuates the dance floor of your gut and it is just out. And the idea is not only do you lose the weight, which, spoiler alert, is not changing any body composition. It's just apparently toxic sludge, but it also improves fatigue and all the toxic feelings you have and you get a new car and you marry the person of your dreams. It solves all of your problems. Mm-hmm. And when I was younger, it, my siblings, and I have four siblings, we would just be howling about toxic sludge and which one of the family had the most sludge and etc. But now as an adult, I'll be driving in Philadelphia uh, to visit my parents or something, and I'll hear the commercial. I've never heard it here in Louisiana. I've only heard it in Philadelphia. And it seems like a very, it seems like a very <laughs> northeast vibe, to be honest. Not just yeah, Philadelphia, yeah. just all of the northeast. The northeast. So I hear it, and then I start thinking, well, like, maybe... I'm tired and maybe I'm overwhelmed or anxious or whatever because because I'm full of shit. Because I'm full of shit and I'm full of toxic sludge and maybe there's something to this. And, you know, we all fall for clickbait sometimes and sometimes it works out for our butt and sometimes it doesn't. I think in your case, your clickbait serves you well. In this other case, um, I can't believe they're still promoting it, but it is some specific product for removing toxic sludge, uh, which I just, the sludge in and of itself is memeable. We will, we'll put that together for you. The the fact that they're, they're really, they're really going for that. Like they're sticking with it. Yeah, they haven't changed the phrasing at all. It's still called toxic sludge. They're committed. They're committed to it. This is actually reminding me of my my alternate uh, clickbait, which was going to be TikTok internal showers, where people just put chia seed in water. Oh, yes! Yes! Do you know what can happen when you do that? I, I mean, you're going to have you're going to have a freight train. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, if it doesn't get stuck on the tracks. Oh, yeah. Because yeah, it'll, yeah. it'll bind and create, like, a brick in some people. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Oh, my God. I forgot about that. I forgot about internal showers. Are people still doing that? You're on TikTok a lot more than I am. Is that still talked about? 
Oh, they're still there. I mean, there's, you know, TikTok moves very fast, but there's still, there's still a legacy of internal showers for sure. <laughs> it's still a niche. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Someone's still talking about it for sure. Someone right now in the world is drinking an internal shower. Right. And yeah. I mean, there's so many things that we're going to get into about like why that's not necessary, but Correct. it's just, yes. it's not necessarily wrong. But there's so many yeah. stops before mm, then. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> the one-way freight train. <laughs> it's a bullet train through <laughs> your stomach. Like, it's like plowing through. My God. Yeah. Come oh, on. absolutely. That is the original Mr. Plow. I think we should just change the name. <laughs> okay. So I'm glad we Talks could. <laughs> All aboard the sludge train. Yeah, I think let's that's a that's something we could work on for you. Um, some content. I am really grateful that we are talking about poop because I've made it very clear on my social media that I love talking about poop. So I'm excited about today's episode. We've got a little chit chat, a little you know back and forth that we have going. But then at the end, we also want to talk through like where's our scope with exercise and nutrition? Like what could we potentially tell you that's actually helpful um, mm -hmm. from, from our point of view? Um, so that you leave with some pointers <laughs> if you need them um, or you want to save money on chia seeds, we can help you there. Right. Totally. So let's get it started with just a general uh, Lauren. Are you regular? Yeah. And I think that I was explaining before we pressed record that mm -hmm. like the way that this house operates, it's like uh, Scott wants to call nine one one if someone <laughs> has not gone to the bathroom for like from the morning till the afternoon. Like he's oh, like, goodness. okay, yeah, no, he he he's very on it, and we'll we can we can talk more about that and exploit him later on in this episode, but um. <laughs> Just like, yeah, this is a very regular household and this is a very um, stomach oriented household because both of us have anxiety. Mm -hmm. So I think that that also plays into being like, I'm, I didn't go, so I'm not going to go. Mm -hmm. Like we can't, we can't leave. Like I'm someone who gets travel stomach. Yeah. I, well, I used to, I'm, I'm much better now as an adult because I have a lot more control over the situation. But as a kid, oh my God, I went, to, I went to camp and I did not go at camp. Oh I goodness. Go. Oh no. Uh, <laughs> but did you have to go I, in the, in the outside? Like you had to like leave the. No, but it was communal. And I was like, mm -mm, mm -mm. Mm -mm. like we talked about it in, in one of our episodes, how I didn't even want to go pee at school. So like, this <laughs> <Right>? was like. <laughs> Hold, yeah, like, holding your pee with the air conditioner blasting on you was the phrase. <laughs> me wearing a like, little baby sweater. Anyway, um, so yeah, this is a regular, this is a regular household. And for us, that means that they're like, we got to go every day. Yeah, every day. Oh, yeah. Um, sometimes multiple times a day. And I know that that's not regular for everyone, but that is our regular. And when that starts getting disrupted, <laughs> it's not, it's not good. It's yeah. a meltdown. Understandably, because like, it's like a, you think about um, when babies are developing, like when you start having to like think about, I have to poop and you don't have the diaper anymore, there's urgency. Like kids get anxious 
and then they oh, get totally. nervous, right? And then there's like kids that like they're holding their poop all the time because they're afraid of like what's gonna happen if I let it go. Like there's mm-hmm. so much developmentally attached when, to poop. When when so. they're little and they go in a corner, like when they're older, yes, enough, they're, still, they're still going in diapers, but they don't want you looking at them. <laughs> yes, it's and very you're personal. You're like, okay, my dude, you gotta go in the toilet now. <laughs> yeah. Like, if you're old enough to be going and hiding in the corner, like we all know <laughs> what you're doing over there. Yep. Yep, we all we're all gonna know when you're done too. So I'm not changing just wrap your it up. grown up poops anymore. Go to the <laughs> toilet, and that's on eleven years of being a nanny. I'm sorry, like this is like really pulling it out of me. I potty trained many a human. Well, I I love that we have that in common because there is something about that toddler age when it's like it's the ori- time. The original poops. Yeah. yeah. The OG oh, poops. Like, oh my god. <sighs> Well, I love hearing that you're a regular household. That's great for you. I already know about your household, but let let us know. Let us all yeah, know. Yeah, so um, super regular household. I am a multiple times a day person, um, and it is, like, ritualistic, and it's just, it is, it has always been that way. Um, the only differences for me, of course, are international travel. So, like, time, like, it changes to, like, my circadian rhythm. It's awful. Mm. And I do get nervous about that because I'm like, oh, my God, when is it going to happen? And is it going to be on the airplane? And, oh, my, like, I do get, like, anxious about that. I will tell um, you, for me, it is not going to be on the airplane. <laughs> I will tell you that. <laughs> no, you can sit yourself out. You just keep your seatbelt on. Everybody's I don't have, I don't have enough room to expand my no. limbs. <laughs> In an no, they're so small. Yeah, I made the mistake of wearing a romper to Italy, and I was like, "What the fuck's wrong with me?" Um, you know, so I'm like half naked and not able to like move around uh, comfortably <laughs> to like you know actually get this thing going because I feel like them cheeks you... aren't even spread enough. No, <laughs> they're <laughs> no, let me tell you, they're not. No, so I am very regular. Caleb is as well, um, but Caleb and I have a running joke that like he's always busting out the door at like 6.20, 6.25 to go to school. He likes to be at school early. He likes to make coffee. But I yeah. think it's, but I think, and I think he's said this before, he likes to be able to poop when no one is at school. Like just like yeah. to have the privacy of like this massive teacher's bathroom and fresh coffee and like it's his whole thing. And guess what? It's been his thing for 11 years. I mean, I've known yeah. him his entire teaching career. Is it 11 or is it like 14 I can't, I I think he's been teaching well over a decade and that is his routine. And like Mm -hmm. he, he, it's gotten to a point where like, if it's eight 30 on a Saturday and he hasn't gone to the bathroom yet, like I can't go in the bathroom because I don't want to interrupt him. We have, we live in a very small home with one bathroom right now. And you know, like I'm not going to throw us all bebop over to target. Yeah. Yeah, like, I not, not the risk of like squeezing it in, but you know, I want to be respectful of the fact that like. You know, he on the weekends is interesting for a teacher because like his work schedule is so, so much part of it. Um, but we're very regular. I, I I do as a dietitian, I talk a lot about poop and there are people that poop once a day, every other day. Um, there are other instances where I get a little worried, but like it is like regularity is so dependent on the person right and also it's very unique yes and dependent on like how often are you eating what are you eating like so many things um so being regular is like a personality trait to me like i it makes me who i am oh totally (laughs) yes (laughs) (laughs) Ah, so tell me why would someone not 
be regular? Because that might be something that somebody's thinking about right now. When, what are things that come to your mind? Yeah, and I think, like you said, regular is very unique and dependent on the person. So I think when you're thinking about what regular is for you, you got to keep track of those patterns, right? If you're like, and and your body will keep track of the patterns for you. You're like, I'm getting a little nervous. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm getting a little sweaty. Yeah. <laughs> I'm getting nervous for no reason. Like, maybe, <laughs> um, But I think that the one thing that really came to mind for me is when we're talking about regularity and, and body changes, two things, actually, medication and hormones were like the number mm. one things that popped up when we were talking about this some medications particularly any pain meds and just like a variety of medications you know yeah. the, we all know that they're like may cause blah, 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 blah. Yeah. <laughs> you they're like okay i'm gonna have literally every symptom in the world for this medicine mm-hmm. that is fixing one mm-hmm. thing um and medication is important and we want you to take it and it could cause a person to not be regular either causing them to go more or causing them to be completely like stuck and like slow everything down that was one and then hormones is the other one because this is the time where i'm like yeah like if you um have a menstrual cycle and you experience any kind of pms there is going to be maybe a, a time right before you get your period where you're like feeling like a little slow and then and all then, of a sudden not and then, and then not. you're the commercial and then you're for gonna toxic have a, sludge yeah then you're gonna have then you're having a bad time yeah because those, <laughs> those hormones are dumping the same hormones that are saying shed to your uterus right. are saying shed to everything else and yes. i think that that's really hard to explain to folks who don't have a period and who maybe don't experience those hormone dumps quite literally the dumps yeah. um that other people will do but that is one thing where you're just like sometimes sometimes this regular goes out the window if you're if you're experiencing and it doesn't have to just be around a menstrual cycle other hormone disruptions hormone changes can change your regularity yeah completely i mean that's why i think about you know think about melatonin and cortisol those are your sleep wake hormones so in a lot of ways like you not getting regular rest or just like having routine in your life will affect um, the way you poop and when you poop. Yeah, that progesterone is working over time. Um, and I think some of it is also the contractions, right? So like if you're someone who gets cramps and everything is contracting to shed that uterine lining, yo, um, it's very close to the, the factories colon. are all so close together. They're, <laughs> they're all feeling the earthquake, you know? Like everybody's taking hits off that aftershock. And it's not fair because I feel like people who menstruate should be receiving coupons for either their bidet or their toilet paper because mm, it's a it's a doozy like you said we're at the time we're having a time i will also add in some people may find that they are more or less regular based on how much they're eating so folks that aren't eating enough or people that are struggling with disordered eating or eating disorders certainly um and that can take sometimes years to normalize so like being patient Mm -hmm. with yourself um there is a type of ibs called ibsc IBS for constipation, right? That causes constipation-like issues, and then IBSD. So if you're going a little too much, yes. Um, stress, and I have recently started working with clients that are struggling with endometriosis and pelvic floor issues. Endo, those types of things can really impact 
your um, your poop habits, and it's not very fun. Um, so certainly, if you're not experiencing regularity, have no fear, because other people are struggling, and there's a lot of reasons why it might be happening, and none of them are because you're not eating enough chia seeds. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Yeah. Lots, yeah. lots of things going on in the, in the, in the bellies of our friends. Yes. Uh, so when we're thinking about this, and we're thinking about the chia seeds, and we're thinking about all the different things that can impact folks, I think it's easy to try to get a solution to that, right? Oh like my God, yes. And there are some there are some solutions that have validity and then there are some solutions that maybe are more of a neutral or an unknown. And then there are some solutions that are toxic sludge commercial on the radio that's been going <laughs> for 30, 30 years. And maybe it is valid because it's been up this long, but like- <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, maybe I'm on the outs, yeah. <laughs> yeah, maybe you don't know. Okay, but like, <laughs> what would you say some of your, uh, your, uh, what's out there? Like, what yeah. out there okay, so there's a lot out there. Um, Pierre's try trying to chime in. I'm not sure if we can hear him. He's doing his best. Um, things that we know are out there. Passionate about poop. Yes. I mean, you should, this dog. Oh my God. Even include the regularity of the dogs. Christ. Uh, he is, he's a little pooper. So people know for sure, if you're struggling with going to the bathroom and you need to go immediately, like, you know, common sense here is like, okay, laxative stool softener, right? We want to mm. go and we want to go softly. We don't want to blow the freight train out, right? We need to like land safely on the tracks. We need to so, go and we need to go softly. <laughs> we do. We do. So that might be a common combo. Magnesium, so magnesium citrate or malate are common uh, blends for magnesium has to be bound to an ion. Those are the two that are well known for you know, like milk of magnesia, right? For I getting... love talking about magnesium only because the amount of people who I like take magnesium again for like exercise and like relaxation, mm -hmm. which is like a glycinate. Um, yes, the, right. The amount right. of people I recommend magnesium to, and they're like, oh, last time I took magnesium, I could not stop going to the bathroom. And I'm like, yo, there's different types of there's magnesium. Like, types. you gotta get it right. Like, you gotta dial it in, y'all. Calm. I know it says calm on it, but it's got citrate, and I think it has malate in it. It's a blend. I love that right. little pretty, pretty powder looking thing at Costco. It may or may not make you a little uh loosey goosey i do have a and story i think about the intention that. is before like you go to bed right so you're taking it before you go to bed and i and yes. i think that the intention is then you're waking up and able to go to the bathroom right right, right. and intent yeah it's intended i think for like good sleeping good stress relief good recovery and a happy good morning um but i've had clients they were going to see the GI. They were going to like get colonoscopies and they they saw on the colonoscopy prep about magnesium and they were like, oh my God, that's why I'm pooping all the time. <laughs> so magnesium is pretty big, certainly in our circle with fitness. Um, we do see that cross over there. Um, you may see fiber supplements that are soluble. Mm -hmm. So your Metamucils, your Psyllium husk, um, regular girls, a little like hydration supplement slash fiber. 
There are also also the chia seed is a fiber. <laughs> yes, like exactly. I was gonna say I was gonna say specific diets, right? So like increasing soluble fibers. So that would include chia seeds. That would include flax yeah. and hemp. And Without oats. you don't have to have it as an internal shower. Like you can incorporate yes, this into yes. your actual like life. You can make chia pudding, which isn't for everyone because it's a texture thing. But then the chia has already absorbed right. some hydration, some water. So you're not exactly. just like Lauren. swallowing spoonfuls yeah. of dry chia <laughs> and like turning your stomach into a chia pet slash, <laughs> slash like sticking to the sides of your digestive tract and really like irritating it correct particularly yeah correct so it yes it's uh it's very both and right it's not all or nothing here chia seeds are a welcome part i'm of a fan solution. of chia i'm just not i'm just yes. not gonna internally shower myself i am not doing that either i do i feel like i eat chia and something every day i love it so definitely specific diets that you'd want to talk to a dietitian about um someone who can talk through like what are you currently eating what are you not eating and then movement we know that certain types of stretches certain types of movements can like help stimulate you to poop well or happily and then there's also probiotics lauren a lot of folks especially when they're on antibiotic they pair it with a probiotic to help support gut flora and yes absolutely having um you know uh lots of gut bacteria that's happy uh, is a huge part of your your gut health and your you know happy happy colon all that good stuff because you have microbiota in your colon too I would say it's it's hard to say like blanket statement like if you're trouble pooping take a probiotic because it's different for everyone however anecdotally i do have clients that they swear by their probiotic and you you will pry it from their constipated hands they are absolutely not going to give it up um so it's important for you to know your body and to know what works for you but it's not something i would say for sure that it's not in the toxic sludge category it is in that sort of like middle ground of like we just don't know enough yet um but it could be helpful yeah well there's also different just like the magnesium there's different types of probiotics yes. and different types of gut bacteria that are not something you necessarily know off oh my god like you just right. don't know it about yourself like you don't know that you need more lactobacillus or whatever like mm -hmm. you just don't know that about yourself um this is a probiotic household mm -hmm. and and it has been helpful anecdotally and additionally like who knows like you know yeah. Scott's stomach responds different to things than my stomach and like all of that. So I think it's important to maybe um, just, you know, just accept that it might not work and it could cause uh, could cause things to get worse. Yes. Oh, my God, for sure. And kind of, it kind of reminds me of collagen because some people take collagen for like skin and they end up seeing their nails grow really fast. Like you have gut bacteria all over the darn place. Like your vagina has different bacteria. For like your skin. You're right. You have a microbiome on your skin. Like there's so many different places where your body needs happy bacteria. Um, so knowing that like you might take it and like you get a different benefit or you get a not so benefit. Um, yeah, that's a good point. And I'm glad that you found that they, they help you guys because it's so challenging for a lot of people to figure out like what is going to help. Again, this is just, this is a, a an addition to yeah, other things in our <laughs> in our world. And mm -hmm. and then the last thing that may be helpful um is making sure that people are drinking enough water. Um <laughs> yeah. Or like yeah. just you know drinking enough. Let's wait. I guess we could start there. You can get you can get more technical on what people should should and shouldn't be drinking to help, but like just, you know, 
things aren't going to move. <laughs> things aren't going to move right, if there's right. not enough hydration. Completely. And again, we want to go softly into that good night as the poem mm -hmm. states the opposite, but um, gently into that good night. Like give yourself a chance to like make a happy poop that is soft and easy to pass. Like not this like, you know, pinball situation. Like you don't want that. <laughs> No, not at mm -mm. all. No, thank you. Well, you know, I think it would be kind of cool to hear from your take, like, in a, from a fitness and an exercise world, what encourages people to go? And then also, what happens when, like, they really have to go and it's not a good situation? How does exercise play a part in any of that? Yeah, I think that um, when we are talking about lifestyle, like movement can be part of that lifestyle that can impact your ability to go to the bathroom. So, um, for some folks, particularly like this week, I've been at a desk more. It mm. hasn't impacted my regularity because again, I have a lot of, we, we have a lot holding this model together. Okay. So not just exercise. Um, but I, I think that it's important to remember that like movement can encourage that because it's basically you're doing some internal work externally when you're moving in some mm -hmm, ways. Mm -hmm. So, um, moving your body, you know, like you're moving the center of your body, yeah. you're encouraging those muscles to respond, you're engaging and releasing muscles and that can help just like, again, push it along. <laughs> We're pushing yeah. it along here. So for some people like going for a quick walk can do that. It's, it doesn't have to be like super serious. It doesn't have to be, um, an intense routine. It can be moving your body in general that can help kind of start firing that up, start getting things going. Um, and then there are like particular exercises that are touted to help with going to the bathroom, including like twisting motions, a lot of that twisting through the center, which again, it's focused on the center of your body and then stuff like that will help release your pelvic floor. So we're thinking like child's pose because your pelvic floor is involved with your ability to successfully go to the bathroom and not mm -hmm. go to the bathroom. You want it to, you want it to be able to do both. Um, and really just things, things of those nature, like things that are openers, like a deep squat, things that, you, you know, that maybe <laughs> kind of feel like, okay, like, yeah, like if you're in that pose and you're like, I could, I could go. I could, really, I could. I could go. Yeah, I could. I'm. I'm afraid. Um, if if you're if you're in like some kind of pose that feels just even slightly compromising, that's probably that's probably where it's at. Like that's probably what you need to do. But even even like high knees, like knee marches and stuff like yes, that, can help, yes. help get things going. And then there is like the other side where you feel the sense of urgency come on in the middle of, of exercise, mm -hmm. which has so many factors. I'm going to talk about just the exercise one because I can't control the fact that you chugged a coffee right before you came into my class. Like I cannot <laughs> control that. And we, we could have worked together to like maybe not do that, but it's too late now. And now you're here. Um, <laughs> it's too late to <laughs> apologize. It's the song yeah. of the moment. Yeah. And like, you're like, I don't know. Yeah, it's bad. It's bad. Like we've, I mean, I've taught classes where I'm like, yeah, 
I've, I've seen it happen to people where they get into class, just that little, just a little switch flips and they're like, I gotta go. Uh, and that's, no. to and that's totally fine. Maybe they were coming to class for that reason. Like, I don't know them like that. Um, so maybe they were like, right. I need to come to this class so I can go to the bathroom. Um, but some moves obviously are going to make this more, uh, feel more urgent. The moves we just talked about, the moves that can encourage it. Obviously, if you're, mm -hmm. if you're just pushing back into a child's pose, you're in, in like yoga when you do like the frog pose with your legs, oh, yeah, <laughs> just baby. totally stretching your pelvic floor, even in a child's pose when you're relaxing your pelvic floor and like breathing into your pelvic floor, like that's, that's just like a farty pose in general. Um. So if you're there and you're already having a sense of urgency, I feel like you're going to be done for. Additionally, running, jumping, the yeah, jostling, the jostling, the jostling baby. Any, anything <laughs> that's going to jostle too much. And I have, you know, I have classes that involve jumping and it's always optional, but like that can really, um, that can really just jostle you. I'm one of those people, like we've talked about this a million times. I don't like running for so many reasons. I can't even narrow it down. It's like I need a full <laughs> I need a full I need a full body sports bra. Like I need nothing to be moving. Just like I'm way too aware of like my ass cheeks behind me. Um and then additionally, I am one of those people who's like one, two, three strides and I'm like, "Oh my god, my stomach." Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like things are just mm -hmm. everything is moving and that can really like get things moving. So if you're someone who maybe has more of that kind of stomach that's like a little bit touchy this is where you start like planning around like how that's you're going right. to do your exercise when you're going to eat your last meal like how much you're going to drink you know before you start this movement um there are days when like i am you know i'm just drinking water before my classes like up until my classes because i know that <laughs> If I put too much in there, I'm going to be in trouble. Mm -hmm. But, um, mm -hmm. and then like, you know, you have your little sneaky snack afterwards, but you're all good. You've calmed down. But I think just the adrenaline of exercise, like all the things that are happening to your body can cause the evacuation of the dance floor, the panic at the disco <laughs> in your stomach. Yeah. And you're, and you're just going to be like, well, I spent, um, 25 minutes of my 45 minute class in the bathroom. <laughs> Yeah. And I mean, you think about the longer that movement is, the more fatigued your muscles are and your butthole uses and muscles. And your pelvic, yeah, your pelvic right? floor, all so of those things. I've heard a lot about, you know, runners or like even uh, heavy lifting, you know, kind of being afraid, like, I think I might poop my pants. Well, if you, you're already too late. Because that means your muscles might be too fatigued to even, like, all that blood flow is diverted to, like, the muscles that are needed. Eventually, your sphincter is going to be like, I don't think so. So if you are on a run, you're doing a lot of reps of something, you're doing a lot of heavy somethings, you know. And I like what you said about planning, right? Like, I plan for porta-potties. If I know I'm going to be out on a run longer than an hour, like, where do I know that's definitely going to have a porta-potty? Uh, usually everywhere in New Orleans. But, like, stuff like that matters because you can't rely on that tiny little set of muscles to keep holding on for dear life because you don't want to poop on a run. Yeah. It's, like, it's uh, going to happen. Right. I, and and that's, like, the a whole other thing of, like, the factor of, like, holding it. And you mentioned heavy lifting, which I didn't even think of, but there is, like... There is a crowd of people who like some people just pee. Like, yeah, they pee and they like, right, and right. like, and uh, like you know, maybe once or twice you're like, 
you're you're learning and you're getting it, mm -hmm. it together um but i just really don't know if like incontinence of any any kind should be something that we're like leaning into um, right like, right did you see the well, video of that woman deadlifting uh is she peeing she and it's not just dribble dribble it's yeah it's like it's an evacuation yeah 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 and that's yes like, I, I mean Oh, this isn't the episode, but I'm pretty sure that might be kink. Anyway, moving on, um, because it's not it's not the first time it's happened and it keeps happening. So, like, if you're not doing anything about it, it's giving kink. OK, so like, that's fine. That's fine. Don't come to my gym. I don't want to work out after that. Right. Because right. I know y'all are not wiping down like you should be like I would be so like flabbergasted. If, yeah. If I watched yes. that happen, I'd be like, I'm going home to lie down. <laughs> I need a deep breath or two. Yes. Permission well, to go home and lie down. <laughs> so just a straight corpse pose for me the next 35 minutes. I, I find it, um, you know, it's all hyperpersonal and you can say, yes, this is normal. Like farting, it's normal. Pooping, it's normal. Like all these things are normal. And also if this is happening all the time, it does warrant in an activity where you're not supposed to be doing that like yeah. it's okay if you're going to the bathroom in the bathroom right, if it right. keeps happening outside of that desirable setting i don't i don't know if it's okay yes and you know this also isn't part of the episode but it is a fringe topic a lot of people who run specifically people who lift weights can get hemorrhoids because of improper bracing or just like the pressure. So mm, know the that pressure. like the pressure. the pressure is getting yeah. worse. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we are, you know, we're just, we're just dabbling today. Y'all we're just, you know, tiptoeing away to some of these topics, but like know that these things happen and they are nothing to just be like, well, this is what happens. Like do something about it, have a conversation about it because the worst thing you can do is just be like, this is my life now. And then, you think this is like you, you, that you have to live this way you do not have to live right. this way yeah there's a lot there's so many that goes in so many things that go into feeling that way though particularly for folks who have been pregnant and oh my god like, experience yes. like pelvic floor dysfunction after that i mean you don't have to be pregnant to have a wonky pelvic floor and we all have pelvic floors mm -hmm. for the most part so uh it's it's equal opportunity but after you know hoisting around a watermelon for a while and then like giving birth however you get birth like there's yeah. things down oh there God, that yeah. change and i think that there's not a lot of conversation there's not enough conversation for how many people do it how many people experience it there's really not enough conversation about um incontinence and hemorrhoids that happen down there to like like during that time like it's there's long lasting impacts. <laughs> so yes, there's, yes. But, but some people feel like they're very much alone and don't have this conversation. So uh, from two people who have never carried a child in their womb, but we want you to know. Yeah. It's okay. You're allowed to ask about that and you deserve to feel confident going to the bathroom when you need to go to the oh bathroom. Oh my God, please and thank you. Yes, like it is, uh, it, it isn't something to just say, like, it's a rite of passage, which I think is kind of like a normalized thing. Like, oh, it's just part of it. Like, yeah, yeah. And um, it requires privilege, of course, to address so many of these things. I wish that it was more widely accessible information. There are incredible people offering information yes, that is really link. great. I will yes, yes. Um, I, absolutely, please. Um, there's so many amazing people that are doing the work of sharing things you need to know um, that have just been like, I even just like a little bit of learning goes a long way. So I, 
I think let's give lots of space for the folks that are struggling with any sort of pelvic floor issue um, in movement because, man, that, that could be really discouraging. And like you said, you started this whole bit saying, like, movement could be helpful. So we wouldn't want movement to be the thing that, you know, it, it becomes so frustrating that you don't want to do it. Yeah, absolutely, that you're avoiding it. Yeah. And, with you know, movement can only go so far without food. So we Agreed. can talk a little bit about nutrition before sure. we skedaddle. Yeah. Okay. So uh, the basics, y'all. If you're trying to encourage a happy poop, number one rule of thumb is you need to eat, right? We need to eat enough. Um, I have seen in my experience that a lot of folks that aren't pooping regularly, maybe they're pooping every, you know, regularly for them, maybe they notice I only poop every three days now. That's not like me. Um, it's because they are, you know, really restricting their intake or they're very fixated. This is an interesting one, Lauren. They're fixated on their macronutrient intake, but not their fiber intake. Um, and fiber right. is the king here. It is it is the royalty nutrient with helping you create bulk and also the solubility um, to evacuate waste from the body, feed the gut, right? We love that. It's a little, it's a little fish food for the gut. Internal, and, internal showering. Internal fiber showering. <laughs> yes. And it, so if you want to create a happy, healthy, regular poop, having enough fiber, and I think something along the lines of like 15% of Americans are getting the recommended fiber intake, which is anywhere from 25 to 32 grams of fiber a day. And that's not to say you're doing a bad job. It's just to say that we have, we may have habits based on food availability and what is offered to us and access that like doesn't really allow for us to poop happily regularly. So being gently aware of your fiber intake could be very supportive. Um, you mentioned drinking enough water. It is so critical. You can eat all fiber in the world and get constipated because you need to drink water. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Thinking like that. Eating a ton of fiber and not drinking enough water is mm, so scary. Y'all, like it's terrifying. That could be a back up. That is like the Schuylkill Expressway at the Continental Curve. Yeah. 911. Yeah. Absolutely not okay. So drinking enough water. And what does that mean? Like, you know, do I have to drink a gallon of water? No, it might mean making sure that you're only, you know, that your liquid intake includes water. So like step one, are you drinking liquids in addition? Do you know what water is in addition to that? Are you drinking a lot of caffeine, um, which can be either drying for people or it can actually instigate too much, like it's, it's you know, making it loose. Um, the calf, like people get worried about coffee, but coffee, the diuretic effect really wears off if you're drinking coffee regularly. So it's not bad to drink coffee. Caffeine is also, you know, coffee beans themselves are high in antioxidants. I don't want you to worry so much about like specifically what do I have to drink, but please make sure you're drinking water, like water the garden, y'all. That's the concept here. So if you're just drinking milk and soda and juice, yes, you're getting water, but it's it's not, a, you might need more, I guess is what I'm saying. Um, yeah. Water couple, it down. Water it down, please, because it also helps the fiber do its job. Um, right. I would say like those. you said, water the garden. The fiber could be chia seeds mm -hmm. and you need to water them. Yes, yes. And I have sent a Chia Pet to a client before this. It will not be the last time. So <laughs> I do I believe love in I love, I a, I so love the image. They are cute. So I would say the three, right? Eat enough. Make sure you're getting fiber regularly each day and a practice of hydration. A couple oddball, you know, not necessarily totally nutrition related your sleep regularity, your stress management. Mm -hmm. um, you might have a job where like, you feel like you can't poop at work. I wanna make a lot of space for those folks, the IBS girlies that don't wanna poop at 
at work because they don't know what's about to happen. They don't know how long they're going to be in there. They don't know if they have to go back three, four times. Like that in or and the of teachers itself is who are not. The oh my who are God. not like our husbands. <laughs> right, right. Getting in early to take a quiet, silent poop. Like that there are people that they get to work right when the bell rings and they're not pooping until they get home. Yeah, and they don't have downtime. Like there's nope. their classes are getting they're getting pulled into different directions. This is we're specifically referencing teaching because we have experience there. But mm-hmm. like I I would assume that if you're in a surgery, you don't want to scrub in and scrub out because you have Wait, to, or don't so, to go to the bathroom. I'm so glad you mentioned this. Bree was telling me all about this. Like her and I have surgeons that are clients that are surgeons, and we have to get really creative about that. Like we don't want to eat the chia seed pudding on a day that you have three back to back small surgeries because you cannot just leave to take a dump. I mean, you can, but you're not going to want to if you're running the procedure and you want to be focused and you don't want to think about squeezing your poop in. So I find that my sister is, she's such a funny um, example here. We talk about poop all the time. Like that is so personal and it's so professional. It's like a real blend, Mm -hmm. like how Mm -hmm. and when you poop. Um, So I obviously mechanics here, movement, squatty potty, those types of things are also helpful environmental factors. Um, similar to what you said, like what's the up, like the opposite of like what happens when poop is too urgent. Um, I urge you to look at like what supplements are you taking? Are you taking a lot of magnesium? I was taking magnesium glycinate and I would take two or three before bed to help with recovery while I was training for half marathon. And this was the first half marathon training after six or seven that I really struggled with poop. Like I could not run more than two, three miles and be like, oh my God, why'd I have to go? It didn't matter that it was glycinate. It was still too much magnesium. And so mm-hmm. bringing that down was helpful. Um, folks who struggle with constipation, again, you know, your fiber, your psyllium husk, olive oil is like an ancient remedy. Um, people ask about that all the time. Like, should I just drink olive oil? Like, please don't chug it. Well, but fats like, in general. Yes, yeah. right. It's lubrication. So that can be helpful. Um, if you feel like you're having urgency with poop, like you've got to go or like you go and it doesn't feel like you've emptied, that's a common concern that I hear from clients is like, I feel like it's not totally out. Like, please go and see someone and go get evaluated for that. It could be dietary, but it also could be a combination of many other factors. Like you said, like movement style, um, history of pregnancy, medication, lots of other things. Um, it is possible to yeah. eat too much fiber. It is possible to eat too many vegetables. It's possible to eat too much fruit. And those things could also cause, uh, you know, too, too urgent of a situation. Yes. Mm-hmm. Distress the fruit. And we, we've all been there. Oh, um, yeah. <laughs> yes. I had a friend eat an entire fucking watermelon. Um, she would not care that me? I shared this. No. She ate, she was cutting the watermelon, right? And as she was cutting it, she was eating it. And then she was putting it into this Tupperware and she looked at the Tupperware and there's no watermelon left. She looked at this. And then she looked at the watermelon. There was none left. And she's like, oh, no. And she had diarrhea for like, it felt like quarter of a century. <laughs> yeah. It didn't, it's never done me like that, but I'm like one of those people where I'm like, okay, like, okay, like put this stop, like, please stop. But, um, and oh, again, working with kid, working with kids, um, I, I had a little one who used to just like swipe stone fruit and eat it. And his belly was already sensitive to stone oh. fruits in general. And then just the increased fiber, it was like, it was bad news bears for that kid. Oh um, my God. Oh no. We were like, we gotta, we gotta start putting this on a higher shelf. Um, <laughs> yeah, we need to put I, the plums in jail. 
Yeah. Straight to jail. Like it was, it was, it's well known. It's part of his lore. Like he's not allowed. Um, But I think that like jokingly and not jokingly, this is where it comes to scope. Like you said, go Mm. talk to someone scope quite literally. You could need a scope. And I think, again, it comes back to things that we're not talking about enough. Um, I live with the, the face, the marketing face of getting a colonoscopy young. Um, Scott will tell you if he meets you, if you haven't had a colonoscopy, if you say anything, if you say anything about your regularity, your stomach, your poop, whatever, he's going to, he's going to put that, he's going to say you should go get a colonoscopy. Um, because you don't know if it's a minor, it feels like a minor problem or it's something that occasionally happens or it's this and that. And you have the ability and the access to go talk to a gastroenterologist, I don't know, mm-hmm, uh, a right. GI. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> trying to get my mouth to say that word on the go. <laughs> but if you, have, if you have access to a GI or you have a primary care doctor that you could talk to about maybe referring you out, it's... It's not not worth it. Mm-hmm. Like, you should not have to be experiencing pain if you're consistently experiencing irregularity, if you're consistently experiencing bleeding. Um, those those shouldn't be normal, and they shouldn't be normalized just because maybe that's been how it's been. If you can... If you can get help with that, it's totally worth it. It is... It's something that is increasing increasingly important in younger folks so if you think that that's like oh you have to be 50 to get your first colonoscopy like they continue dropping the ages because they have realized that preventative care is really where it's at when it comes to that kind of stuff yeah and colon cancer if addressed early can be treated it's very super, treatable. Super treatable. Um, yeah. And I think we get a little nervous. Well, I, it's my butthole. I don't want to be in a room full How of a bunch of medical. Yeah. <laughs> a bunch of medical providers. It's like, listen, these people, they're just looking at something they look at all the time, right? Like your OBGYN sees a lot of vaginas. Like they see a lot of buttholes. Like this is not something to feel like, oh, I'm embarrassed. Like it doesn't matter what it looks like. It doesn't matter what the symptoms are. If you are, it's definitely the bleeding part, right? I think we normalize that so much. Like, oh, it's just like, a, it's a little bit of this. It's like, it's just a hemorrhoid, I guess. Like, please don't guess. Your colon is on the line. Your health is on the line. If you, we keep putting these things off over and over again, I say this with urgency, having lost a client to very complicated um, series of cancers and, and issues. Um, and she was vigilant. And she said, she said, if you ever have a client who is pooping blood or there's blood in any capacity, like urge them to be seen. And she was right. Right. I mean, that's, that's something that she had to do. She had to come to grips with it. Um, I will link her book. It's very good. Um, that she wrote before she died in our show notes. So y'all can read it. Um, if you need that kind of encouragement, you need that someone to give you that cold hard truth of like please get checked out um because poop is gonna happen it's part of your life so we want it to be as and it should regular. be happening and it should be happening right so we want it to be as comfortable and regular as possible for you yes and if you would like to talk to someone else i volunteer scott um yes. he'll talk to you yeah all day about it and i think yes. let's talk about who would you go and see right so like to list it definitely you might need to go to your pcp or a physician 
to be referred to a GI. Most GI departments mm -hmm. have dietitians, so you could also see the mm -hmm. GI dietitian too. If you feel like you're getting rushed into a scope and you're like, well, I'm not, I haven't even talked to someone about my food intake yet, maybe you go and talk to the dietitian first. But getting an endoscopy or colonoscopy is part of the process sometimes, especially if you're having some pretty serious symptoms. Um, and then from there, you know, you'll be under someone's care. Someone will be responsible for you and checking in on you if you have the ability to be seen like that. Yes, big proponents of colonoscopies on this podcast. Um, if you've recently had a colonoscopy and you got pictures, <laughs> send it to us. No, I'm just kidding. Please tag us in your office visit. Yeah, there, there ain't, ain't ain't no clean out like a colonoscopy prep. I'll tell you that <laughs> the the original toxic sludge solution. <laughs> I'm glad that I live in a house with two bathrooms. <laughs> Yeah, consider yourself lucky. That's a real thing. Damn. Yes. Well, I'm so glad we could talk about poop today. Um, as I've said, it is one of my favorite things in the world to talk about. Um, passionate about poop. We are passionate about poop. Um, if y'all have any intel, thoughts, questions, concerns, feedback, we would love to hear it because this is an important topic and it bears more discussion. Yeah. Other than that, I guess we will see you with our regularly scheduled program. Yes, we are a regularly scheduled program when we can be. So thank you for joining us today. <laughs> Sometimes it happens. All right. <laughs> All right. See you later, y'all. Bye. Bye.